We are going to watch so much molding, so much copium. It's an incredible broadcast today. We are going to shit on the Democratic Party. We're going to shit on the Republican Party. Oh my God, dude. This is like, I hate to admit it, okay? I'm a nerd. I'll come out and I'll say it. Nothing fills my heart with so much joy. Like seeing so many people invested in politics and also on top of that, like kind of winning. Obviously, like even if, if, if the Democratic Party wins, like we still kind of lose. But, you know, we got some we literally have some some people that I even know personally, some people that I've worked with, some people that I'm excited to work with winning. It's just it's truly a unique experience. I don't know if it's because like I've been in uh, politics as like an individual entity now by myself for a while, but it fills my heart with joy to see progressive voices all around the country genuinely defeat their opposition and fill the ranks up of the democratic party it's good it feels good it feels good to like win it feels good to, to turn the tide a little bit I'll, I'll admit it i think there's nothing wrong to I, I i don't think there's anything wrong with admitting that i feel like a gigantic burden has been lifted from my shoulders like i was very very worried i was very worried about the oz fetterman race in pennsylvania i like fetterman a lot i was worried about the herschel walker Raphael warnock race i didn't i was worried that it might not even go to a runoff and that like uh, walker could have won outright i mean i didn't think that that would happen but there was still a worry there now I'll tell you some stuff here, okay? So last night, here is a larger analysis. Let's pull ourselves back. Instead of talking about individual races for a second, let's talk about what happened yesterday. Going into yesterday, the polls showed big wins, big dubs for the Republicans all around. Republicans were looking at picking up 60 fucking House seats. 60. I don't know how many they've picked up so far, but I think they're like desperate for a potentially one to like seven seat majority in the House of Representatives. They were looking for a red tsunami. They've gotten like, it's just they're cooked, okay? They genuinely and drastically underperformed in the House with some exceptions. They've gained three so far. It's a red puddle. It's a red droplet. Definitely not the fucking red wave that they thought that they were going to get. They did actually make some interesting moves. Obviously, like New York went more red uh, than expectations or more red uh, when adjusted to past performance. Even though New York still ended up uh, being largely Democratic, there were a couple seats, including uh, a, a top Democrat in New York losing his seat to a uh, Republican. This is going to be on the minds of every fucking analyst rushing to make it seem like they had totally different and completely objective opinions on their analysis and the way they foresaw this election going out. And it's all going to be full of lies. Even I got some shit wrong. Even I got some shit wrong because, you know, ultimately I only have the polling data to rely on. But polling is just completely fucking broken in this country. It's just completely fucking broken. You had a hard time polling actual numbers of right-wingers leading up to 2020. And now, you have an incredibly fucking hard time polling under 30 populations. Before the next election, you might want to find a better way to poll anyone under the age of 30 since they would rather pick up a pinless grenade than a call from an unknown number. It is crazy. It is mind-boggling how much they flub on uh, Zoomer numbers. They just did not account young people voting at all. And young people did come out in big-ass waves, for the record. If not for voters under 30 tonight would have been a red wave. CNN National House exit polls showing Republicans plus 13 at 65 plus, Republicans plus 11 at 45 to 64, Democrat plus 2 at 30 to 44, D plus 28, 18 to 29, D plus 28. There were motherfuckers, this is anecdotal, but there were motherfuckers in, in, in Ann Arbor. Yeah, they, look at this. Uh, in Ann Arbor at University of Michigan, 
There were six hours where kids waited and students were voting at like 2 a.m. all around the country. Zoomers were fucking coming out in a big way. Part of that was abortion. Part of that was the student loan debt relief. That's what I would ask. Now, this distribution is normal. The D plus two, D plus 28, that is normal. What we need, what we need more uh, data on is how many more signups and how many more voters from the Zoomer bracket actually came through and genuinely fucking voted. It's too early to tell exactly what the perfect sauce was, but there are things that we do know. The guy who ran billboards all over LA showing how bloated our police budget is won a blowout victory over the establishment guy who wanted to increase police funding. How did that happen? Why did John Fetterman, who was running to fucking uh, legalize weed and also was like considered by everyone in the state of Florida to be a reformist, by everyone in Florida for like being a villain because he backed Larry Krasner over and over again. Why did he do better than Joe Biden in fucking Pennsylvania? Meanwhile, in New York, every fucking tough on crime Republican adjacent Democrat got their shit blown. They their back blown out. How did that happen? Why did that happen? Perhaps having a clarity of message, which John Fetterman, by the way, did not necessarily have towards the end there, but at least like being known as a person who was was honest and had integrity, who had done the work on the ground, it played a fucking big role. You know who doesn't? You know who's not known as that? Most of the fucking New York Senate and congressional uh, district Democrats, with the exception of AOC. AOC, nationally, is considered to be this like, oh, media darling. All she does is just go on fucking Vanity Fair covers. Except she puts in the fucking work. If you go to her district, they love her. Why? Because she raises money for her district. She rides or dies for her fucking district. That's the difference. Democrats in safe seats are far too fucking comfortable running on the shittiest campaigns. That's why there, there are great opportunities there for primary candidates. That's why AOC was able to fucking win her seat originally and has been able to maintain it. They're comfortable Democrats in blue districts in blue states think their shit don't stink. They think they don't need to do anything. Guess what? You do need to still be in your fucking district. You still need to fight for your district. Representative Tim Ryan breaks from Biden on student debt relief plan. Huh. Representative Tim Ryan. Now, the reason why this was fucking dumb, like obviously those are different races, right? Those aren't like, those aren't like super winnable races, but stop fucking going to the right, you dumb bitches. Student loan debt relief was awesome. Perhaps you could have fucking galvanized the younger voter base that turned out for a lot of these fucking districts that you maybe were not able to turn out in large enough numbers. I'm just saying. More to ponder. PA has the third highest rate of student loan debt in America. If we can spend hundreds of billions to bail out Wall Street, we could take out action to cancel student loan debt. Look at that. That's a winner talking. Look at this. That's a loser talking. When will Tim Pool get out of the prediction game? Has he ever gotten a political prediction right? Democrats panic after mail-in votes fall short, signaling massive GOP red wave. New projections show insane red wave coming. Democrats are freaking out. Democrats panic over blowout loss as safe blue areas now expected to flip GOP. Governor admits they're being destroyed by GOP as red wave looms. This is pretty funny. Like, assuming that there's a fucking red wave happening in California is, is pretty funny. Let's take a look at some magacopium, though. I got a question for you. Charlie may want to avoid the finger pointing right now, but I kind of don't. And I think that it's time for people to accept the reality of the civil war inside of the Republican Party. It does oh, seem yeah. as though, talking about doing nothing, man, I've never seen anything more flaccid and linguine-spined than the way that corporate... 
I love Benny Johnson talking about flaccid, dude. Holy shit. The only time Benny Johnson is not flaccid is when he's looking up gay cruises, okay? And then saying, oops, how did these ads for the gayest cruise uh, come up on my timeline? That's crazy. The corporate GOP approach to this very winnable election. Now, I'm, I, I think there's a lot of synthesis to be done, but you touched on McCarthy. I thought it was wild the way they rolled out this plan for America. I saw nothing about it. Nothing. I am obsessed with following the news. I got an entire team of young kids, 20 years old. Oh my God, that's sus, bro. He said, I got an entire team of young kids. Yo, yikes, Benny. Chill, brother. What the fuck? All they do is look at clips online. Never once did I get a clip about Kevin McCarthy going based, going flamethrower. Kevin McCarthy rip-roaring. Never once. Yeah, that's why. Yeah, they didn't. Kevin McCarthy never memed. That's why they lost. That I love that. The big brains. You want to know why Benny Johnson is not on Fox News and on the Charlie Kirk show instead? Because that's his analysis. Because he's a fucking idiot. That's why his show gets like five views on some forgotten platform. That's hilarious, dude. I didn't get a single clip that like the corporate GOP did a single fire thing in this election. And we cover this Benny, day in God and day out. You. We have the best damn people on the internet covering yeah nancy pelosi wins and the democratic party wins because it's nancy pelosi's titties dude that's it the hottest um, clips out there rocket 97 thank you for the for 10 gifted let me McCarthy cover they give the five gifted boost i would have covered it i have nothing against it but i didn't get a single clip rich nothing 20 God seconds rich, you, and we'll talk over the break. yeah benny johnson he has his finger on the pulse ladies and gentlemen quality analysis not enough bazed, groped up clips from Kevin McCarthy. Bro, the GOP is in a weird predicament. The brainwashing is not enough to captivate white suburban voters, okay? You went too far. And the, that's unfortunately the only weapon you have because God forbid, you're not going to fucking run on, like I said, tort reform. And you're not going to run on, uh, you know, cutting social security spending. You're not going to run on cutting benefits. That's a psychotic way to run. If you ran on that, you'd be a fucking Democrat. Let's be real. Only Democrats are dumb enough to fucking run on, on stupid shit like that. Okay. Well, they don't even run on it, but they end up legislating that way regardless. You're not doing that. You, you have to hit the fucking high notes. And the high notes are unfortunately a little too high. Hard to believe this wasn't a winning message. Hey! I mean, that is what they fucking ran on. This is like every Long Island small business owner dickhead who wanted Lee Zeldin to be governor. Here's the Shabibo rage. Let's watch Shabibo malding. This was not only not a red wave. It was not a red tide. It was barely a red trickle. Barely, barely, barely a red trickle, which means heads should roll. When your football team is expected to go 16 and 0, it's one thing if your football team then proceeds to go 14 and 2 or 10 and 6. If your football team proceeds to go eight and eight, people get fired. The entire coaching staff, the entire leadership team in the Republican Party needs to go and it needs to go now. now I spoke to the Republican House Caucus back in 2021. And I said to them, if somehow you fail to take the House, given the conditions that you have been given, Every one of you ought to lose your jobs. He says this like he's in one of the main mouthpieces of the GOP. No, no, no. This is one area where Ben Shapiro, unironically, is closer to the Republican Party's operatives than he is to the Republican Party's voters. He's constantly trying to maintain this delicate balance of 
pushing the culture war shit while also simultaneously truly wanting to to make an earnest effort to like you know eviscerate palestinians or make sure that you know there's even further tax cuts and further deregulation a lot of republicans don't care a lot of republican voters just care about the culture war shit Ben also cares about the Republican Party. He also uh, maintains this delicate balance by hiring motherfuckers like Michael Knowles and Candace Owens to say the psychotic shit, Matt Walsh, to say the psychotic shit so he can turn around and sometimes say, I'm the reasonable person here. He's mad because he thinks that, he, I mean, he sees the writing on the wall that like not enough crazy folk are in the ranks of the the loyalist ranks of the republican party to go out and vote on the let's murder trans people campaign or uh there's crime happening everywhere campaign he'll keep pumping those narratives but he recognizes that like there's more to it republicans i think may still take nevada it looks as though they're going to lose arizona and that runoff with herschel we're gonna get another senate runoff in georgia this time featuring the extraordinarily flawed candidacy of herschel walker against Raphael warnock in an off-year election where Brian Kemp is not on the ballot to drag Herschel Walker up ballot. These are crap results, guys. These are Yeah, it's not good. He's right about that. You don't have Brian Kemp pumping Herschel Walker now. Brian Kemp is no longer on the fucking ballot. So if it's a if it's a 1v1 between Walker and Warnock, Warnock looks way better than Walker. This is a this is the correct assessment. There's going to be national attention on Herschel Walker. Let's be real. Walker, not exactly the best candidate under the microscope. That's all I'm saying. The more attention is directed towards fucking uh, uh, Herschel Walker, the less his chances, the, the, the worse his chances are. You can't have more the I'm police actually uh, moments from Herschel Walker and expect him to win. You know what I mean? The more he's under the microscope, the more he has to talk on camera, the more he has to like maintain positions, the more he's going to say psychotic shit like I'm actually a cop. I killed people for fun, but then Jesus Christ saved me. Like these are things he has said on the campaign run. Like he, he said these things. I'll just say this, okay? And I tweeted this already. It seems like, and I and I repeated this yesterday, I repeated this in the lead up to the elections, it seems like urging your voters to not use more convenient methods of voting and making sure that they vote on the same day is in the long run, going to hurt your chances of having more people vote for you. That's all I'm saying. If one side is literally saying, vote early, vote often, go out and vote, do it by mail, we're going to make it as easy as possible to vote, to make you vote. And the other side is saying, do not vote by mail, do not vote early. That And there's a lot of election fraud happening. There's a lot of voter fraud happening. Please do not vote. Do not vote until the day of. Well, then you're you're crossing the wires a little bit. You're going to get these fucking dummies to go out and go, hey, you know what? Maybe, why, why should I vote? Why should I vote even? If my vote doesn't count, maybe we need to, you know, take it by force. I, I think that it's like, it's this simple in some places, okay? Because... How on earth could the Democratic Party win in any of these fucking races when the president is not as popular and also there's 8% inflation? That's crazy. You mean to tell me that Joe Biden is more popular than Barack Obama? You mean to tell me that Joe Biden performed better across all expectations? Like, no shot. They didn't even do anything. They didn't do enough. I mean, they did some stuff, but they didn't even promote the shit that they did. And yeah, Fox is also uh, uh, saying that Ron DeSantis is the new uh, leader of the Republican Party. Conservatives point the finger at Trump after GOP's underwhelming election results. He's never been weaker. And that's true. That is true. Right-wing Twitter guy today. Republicans need to take a look 
a long look in the mirror and figure out why we can't connect with fed up Americans. Their previous 8,000 tweets. Look at this scene from Disney's Lightyear. The suit is intentionally designed to make pedophiles cocks hard. Yeah, it's true. I've said this so many times. The more you fucking talk about pedophile shit, the more gross you come across to Normans. Dumb guy with an agenda walks around a normal store is my favorite subgenre of video. This is the kind of anti-woke crusade nonsense that made Normans uncomfortable. Oh yeah. All kind of woke stuff. The young adult section is this whole thing. It's four times bigger. And then there's this weird new category called manga, which is again, four times bigger than the world history section. Book by Greta Thunberg. Hashtag Greta Thunberg did not write this book. I looked at it. I read some of it. She didn't write it. They didn't have a longer unabridged version of Tom Sawyer, Huck Finn. I looked for some favorite theologians and philosophers of old and didn't. God, you're so boring and so weird, dude. This can't be real, right? Most of them. Some of them were there, but none of the Guy who's angry that fucking uh, capitalist corporation is selling more popular books than less popular books is uh, weird. The, it's uh, weird. The others, and so this is my fear. Social science sections. Yeah. Dude, divorce court really, truly, and I and I mean this with my whole chest, wholeheartedly, has destroyed this country. Divorce court has absolutely destroyed men. We gotta fix it. Hey, by the way, he likes Huck Finn because it uses the N-word profusely. That's why he said the unabridged version. That's why he, what he's talking about. He's like, why don't they have Huckleberry Finn with the N-word in it? Aw, that's wonderful. As I was getting off the plane last night, a stewardess asked what I was so excited about. I told her I'd won my election. It was the first trans woman elected in Montana. She immediately teared up. My son is trans, she said, and began to tell me about all the joys and fears. Aw, that had come with this transition. How much happier and healthier he is now. I got to see pictures of her and her son in Paris, the two of them beaming with joy. She also talked about how scary the world was, but how this moment gave her hope. I'm telling you, dude, the more normalized trans existence becomes, the more suburban moms and dads, you're going to see more of those like the golden retriever family that you saw on Fox News. Remember that like perfectly white family with a white picket fence in, in California with their with their trans. Uh, I think they had a trans son, right? You're going to see more of that. It's the same with gay shit. Obergefell brought about a normalization, like just being gay in public. Once that cat's out of the bag, you're going to have suburban moms. Finally. Uh, be uh, f-word pilled okay they're gonna have gay friends and women especially white women love having gay best friends okay that's huge all of a sudden you've locked down a major political coalition that's huge then you're gonna have those people have children that are gay boom it's done the cat's out of the bag you can't go back you can't just like try to fucking push people back into the dark corners when their children are coming out as gay. That's kind of what Asita was talking about when he said like, you know, a, a lot of the anger that people feel, a lot of the anger and resentment that like Republicans try to captivate, uh, a lot of the, a lot of the anger that they try to like focus on, right, is about the next generation because the next generation is way more open about being gay. The next, the next generation is open about being trans. When you're hyper-focusing on that, you're forgetting the reality that like there are a lot of children who are that, you know what I mean? And these people's parents are going to have a genuinely different perspective on the matter. It'll happen. Let's take a look at uh, Republicans flopping last night because these women went crazy. You have the best example. Michigan, unbelievable. State House flips, state Senate flips. Six months ago, you would have written Whitmer off. Pre Dude, this guy knows women. I want to hear more analysis from this fucking thing. I want to hear what this thing has to say about these women, okay? Dobbs, she wins handily. Um, in five states had abortion referendums, including my home state of Montana. All of them passed. I mean, this abortion is becoming the issue that's driving turnout. Last night, exit polls, you guys talked about it earlier, 
Democrats win independence in a non-presidential year. Just no poll saw that coming. And it was because these women just went crazy. <laughs> oh, man. That's good. Yeah, these, these women be crazy, man. Women be voting. They be shopping and they be voting, you know? I really don't care how Messina meant for this to sound. Men need to think about how they speak about women. Historic activism and voter turnout is not crazy. We don't want to die. <laughs> Extremely appreciated. Thank you for being an ally in this fight. Last night was a definite win, but we got ways to go. You're totally right. I apologize for being inarticulate during the TV interview. What I was trying to convey is that the energy of women voters and their political power is what saved the night for the Democrats across the country. That's Jim Messina, Obama's, uh, uh, he, he ran Obama's campaign in 2012, or uh, it, he was on Obama's administration from the Obama-Biden 2012 campaign manager. Uh, let's see what they were doing on election night, though. <laughs> so, yeah, this is um, not an exciting evening. You know, Kind of like many of my dates before I met my wife. <laughs> oh my God, Dad! Yes, he did not say that. Stop! We gotta run that again. This room is awful. Okay, what an awful room. What a stinky fucking room. Kind of like many of my dates before I met my wife. <laughs> Start up optimistic. Ben uses the term many. Yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> you went on three. You're right. Many of several. My Several. <laughs> are they drunk? Are they fucking hammered? What the fuck is going on right now? Oh, the rats are all fleeing the stinking Trump ship. Candace gives a tortured explanation that Trump was personally rude to her, so she's not sure about 2024 now. Oh, my fucking God. Oh, my Lord. They're all hitting Trump. Oh, no. Fake friends all around, King. Come to me, Trump. You know. You know I'm on board. Okay? Trump 2024, baby. Bullbird election down to a 62 vote difference. Stop. I'm going to lose my fucking mind, dude. There is no shot. Oh my God. Rifle Colorado. I imagine living in Colorado right now and you had the opportunity to kick Lauren Bobert out. She can't even go back to her fucking restaurant business because I think it was like closed for food poisoning or whatever. If only you got like five of your fucking friends together and they got five of their friends together, Lauren Bobert is out. That's crazy. Motherfuckers be like, every vote doesn't count, bro. Your vote doesn't count. This is why I tell you, your vote fucking counts. Your vote especially counts in the primaries and it is especially counts in the midterms, okay? Look at this. Look at this. I don't want to hear motherfuckers say your vote doesn't matter ever again, dude. Can you imagine? Unless you live in California. No, you're, no, your vote matters in California too. How many times did I stress this position? Come on, guys. There's propositions and shit. Your vote counts in every fucking state. Come on. Don't be stupid. I tell you this all the time. Here are some state propositions that passed so far. Raising the minimum wage, ending the sub-minimum wage. Uh, and I think DC's uh, sub-minimum wage also featured what? Like, uh, tips right that was on tipping crack down on medical debt protecting workers rights expanding medicaid these aren't fucking blue states by the way well some of them are but come on legalization of weed protecting abortion in four states these are huge these things genuinely and dramatically have a capacity to improve your lives okay those are the places where their vote matters most can't convince a new yorker in a very blue district that my vote is going to do something bro if you still don't want to fucking vote then don't like i don't give a shit you know what i mean who gives a fuck but if you're gonna come in here and act like your vote doesn't matter in a fucking deep blue district in new york as though like there aren't significant significant ballot measures on there as though there aren't leftist candidates on there for local positions you're wrong i'm not gonna lie to you and act like that's not significant it is you are brain broken into thinking that there's only one thing you're voting for and that's the president that's not how this works you're not there were 56 things to fucking vote for on the california ballot in the los angeles california ballot 
56 different measures, different positions, judges that you could vote for in the Superior Court that are going to dramatically improve the lives. These are all public defenders that were running to become Superior Court justices that would dramatically change the way that criminal justice is conducted in the state of California. I don't give a fuck if you don't think that that's significant. You privileged fuck. That is huge. It's not about voting for Gavin Newsom, you dumb bitches. That's not what voting is about. Fuck Gavin Newsom. Uh, uh, by the way, here, this is a great one. Dr. Drildo, insightful commentator here. My parents had a group of four people running on school board for my mom's district that wanted to ban LGBT shit and claimed drag queens were brought in to teach kindergartners. That shit absolutely matters. Thank fuck they were defeated. Stuff like that happens all the time. And Dr. Drildo is here to tell you the truth about it, okay? So yeah, voting is not about like immediate action and reaction. Voting is not about like immediate gratification, okay? It's about putting the steps. Like it's about building the building blocks. Do you see what I'm saying? Progressive candidates had a great election night, says Bernie Sanders. I want to make, I want to thank everyone who got out there and helped make this happen. There will be more strong progressives in the U.S. House than ever before. I'd like to quickly highlight a few of them. Summer for PA, her resounding victory in Pennsylvania's 12th district. She ran a campaign with that withstood an onslaught of outside money from billionaires. Uh, Becca Bollant, uh, Belint in Vermont on a historic win. I look forward to working together on behalf of Vermont, Vermont's working families in Congress. Texas, thank you very much for sending Greg Cesar to the United States Congress. I know Greg well enough to know that he's the future leader of the progressive movement in the United States. Congratulations to Jasmine Crockett in Texas 30th district and Jonathan Jackson on his victory in Illinois first district. Jonathan understands the need to take on corporate greed for, and to fight for an economy that works for all. And also Delia Ramirez in Illinois third, Val Hoyle in Oregon. And of course, Maxwell Frost, a historic Gen Z victory on his historic victory in Florida's 10th district. Maxwell will be the first member of Gen Z by far the most progressive generation in this country elected to Congress. I look forward to working alongside him in Washington. Immediately someone goes, moderates did even better, did they? And then immediately he goes, I'm sure the Cubans would love the socialists even more. Sarcasm. Shut the fuck up. Shut up. You fucking bitch, shut up. Can't even have a fucking victory lap here without some goddamn centrist chirping in, dude. Not only that, but also on top of the progressive victories in these positions, both in the Congress, in state assemblies, there were also a lot of progressive ballot measures that passed because Americans... And this is like a universal truth for Americans, regardless of how much of a bumfuck, hick central, cousin fucking ass state that they come from, they love voting for progressive ballot measures. Americans love that shit, dude. It gets people's dicks harder than their cousin's pantyhose, okay? Holy fuck, they love that shit. You'll literally have even states like Florida where people are voting for like Hitler McFascist face and then they turn around and vote overwhelmingly, like 75% for felon vote restoration. It's crazy. It's madness. Or $15 minimum wage. Or marijuana legalization. Or decriminalization. It's crazy. Or even, you know, expanding Medicaid. Which it took a long ass time for some, some of these dumbass red states to get to. But they did. Oh, here's uh, Steven Crowder invoking George Zimmerman, apparently. The race that we ran. And, you know, this campaign has always been about fighting for everyone. In your size triple XL satin basketball shorts. <laughs> They are a hoodie family. Yes, they are. <laughs> Where's Zimmerman when this you need him? <laughs> Yikes, bro. I mean, he just sucks. I, I, I don't know what to say about that other than, like, he's just so lame. Even his reference is lame as fuck. Like, other than the obvious racism of his reference, he's saying, like, you know, George Zimmerman murdered Trayvon Martin, who was in a hoodie, and that was a justification for why Trayvon Martin deserved to die, basically, for a lot of conservatives. That joke 
basically fucking reveals the true nature of that murder and why he defended George Zimmerman. But like, it's also kind of an outdated reference point. You know what I mean? Like his attempted at edgy humor is, is, it just falls super flat. Like his joke here is basically, you know, George Zimmerman should fucking kill the Fetterman family. I want to see hogs malding, no, making sense of the midterms. Let's go. So Lindsay, you came on primetime and you predicted 53 Senate seats for the Republicans. What the hell happened? Right. Oh my God. Maybe one or two short, but here's what happened. Bro, I love Fox News. They get to bully. They get to bully senators and and Congress people and representatives like all the time. It's awesome. If you're an incumbent and you come up short the first time, you're not going to win the second time. Uh, if the uh, if the opponent has a chance to get their message out, Leffler and Purdue fell short. Both of them lost. Warnick's going to lose. TeamHerschel.com. He needs money. He got out Copium. three to one. He's going to be in a runoff December the 6th. I know December 6th is a critical for... day. I get it. And that really is going to determine where the no, Senate tomorrow's goes. a critical day. I agree. No, no, I, no, no listen, a critical day. Oh, my God. Jesse Waters is just like shitting on Lindsey Graham. What the fuck? He did it. So it makes me nervous. I mean, why why should I not be not, nervous not, about not, hanging yeah, yeah, this no, all no. on Herschel Walker? I like the guy. Well, I want him to win. Well, but Kemp blew out Abrams and, and Walker came up short. There's a four-point differential. If you're an incumbent, trust me, with $100 million, you're tough to beat. And if you don't win the first time around... Say, trust me. Be like, why should I trust you if you lied about 53 Senate seats? They lost. If we get behind Herschel, TeamHerschel.com, and give him the money... Warnock's going to lose. I wouldn't trade positions at all, all right. in Georgia. Oh, I like your Nevada confidence. Is going to go. Like that is so hard. That's such a terrible way to fucking try to raise funds, dude. Tomorrow. Had the race yet? All right, we haven't had it yet, and I agree. Laxalt's going to win. What happened in Pennsylvania? I think you you nailed it. Early vote killed us. Uh, you know, Pennsylvania is, uh, is a tough race when your governor candidate. You should be embarrassed to be able to admit that openly, like allowing ease of access to voting really destroyed us is such a sad, pathetic, undemocratic thing to say. Teamherschel.com, like right now, because every liberal liberal is going to help Warnock, like right now, Teamherschel.com will be at 51. There you go. Maybe 52. We, we won the House. We're going to take back the Senate. We're going to stop all this crazy trap. We're going to have the gavel. We'll stop crazy judges. Bro, he's literally groveling. He's like begging on his hands and knees on the Jesse Waters broadcast. Good. All right. And you're going to do what? Go teamherschel.com. <laughs> this guy deserves our help. All right. I mean, he stood in the breach for all of us. Let's help him. Why does Jesse Waters look like he just deep-throated the largest cock right before going on fucking going on stage and, like, his makeup is all busted because of it? Like, it looks like his lipstick is, like, all over his mouth. He looks like he's got tears in his eyes. Like, what is happening? Oh, this was Bobert's election party? Yeah. These before and after photos at Lauren Bobert's election party are giving me life. Oh, my God. Oh, no. Is he even allowed? Is Lauren Boebert's husband allowed to be there? There's children present. He's a sex offender. Oh my God. Oh no. This was debunked. They're praying. Yeah, praying to fucking win the election. <laughs> I've seen enough. Representative Lauren Boebert's husband is a pervert. That's funny. Wasserman, for what it's worth, anyone who's proclaimed they've seen enough in Colorado 3 doesn't know how to interpret election data. Oh no. Dave Wasserman has not seen enough. That's not good. We're waiting for Dave Wasserman to say he has seen enough, but he has not seen enough. This was really funny too. Look, look, this is Doug Mastriano's last few minutes of live stream at Doug Mastriano's party this evening.
Christian Walker is not wrong on this My one. generation is part of the reason there was no red wave. They showed up, voted 63% for the Democrats, and ended the red wave. You want to know why? Because of culture. Something the GOP sucks at. So while your favorite influencers, who weren't me because I've been gone for the past month, while all of these other political right-wing influencers lie to you about the red wave, while all of them were making fun of the Democrats, making TikToks and inviting influencers to the White House, the Democrats were going, we're going to engage young voters and we're going to get them out to vote for us. GOP, how about you learn some lessons and stop ignoring influencers and ignoring cultures and maybe we... I mean, what are they going to do? I, I don't... Look, man, I don't know if the fucking uh, get out the vote initiatives on TikTok were that effective, okay? Maybe. Win some elections sometime. You made fun of the Democrats for something that helped. I think what's more effective isn't the get out to vote initiatives, but the overall culture, like what we saw during the George Floyd protests. Like we have joked about like the black box uh, for BLM on Tuesday or whatever, but there is genuinely an attitude amongst most influencers and among most Zoomers that like they need to be more politically involved. They need to be more politically motivated. I mean, look, my success on Twitch is another example of this. I think that like every normie Zoomer still has like a couple political opinions that whether they uh, uh, truly hold on to or not, they pose on the internet. They like promote on the internet. Kind of like uh, Black Lives Matter and, and stuff like that. These sorts of like political indicators from influencers, I think is more important than like some random TikToker uh, going to the White House. My friend Wake Up With Linda, myself, I know some of y'all follow her. When we step out on the streets, we're recognized like everywhere we go. It's crazy. It's crazy that that I've that we've kind of created that on social media. Have you ever seen us speak at a turning point event? No. So I want you to do an exercise. Ask someone who doesn't follow politics. Show them a video of me. Ask if they've ever heard of me. And then show, show them someone who speaks at turning point events. Ask them if they've ever heard of them. No, don't ask. Did you? I mean, he's not wrong. That that part he is correct about. Like, can you imagine? Like, most people don't know who the fuck Kyle Cashew is, right? Not a lot of people know who Christian Walker is, but more people know who Christian Walker is than Kyle Cashew. Kyle Cashew is like the one Parkland kid who was like, I'm going to be the Republican version. Kyle Cashew is the one who was like, yeah, guns are sick, actually, after the school shooting <laughs> that happened to him. Okay, that's the one. But like, Republicans try to prop him up. Turning Point USA try to prop him up. And he's just kind of a fucking loser that no one gives a shit about. I know because I'm... I'm brain broken but he's not wrong christian walker's not wrong no way this person said this this person's gonna get ripped apart for saying this even though it's a funny joke congressperson in maga what if she goes what if she loses and what job will she have because i don't even think shooters well, think exist anymore beep, beep. i don't think shooters exist anymore what may well i, I guess it, it I might know. be a it might be a gain for 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 only fans uh I, I don't know what she would do oh my god claire mccaskill respect Saying that in front of Claire McCaskill, congratulations, okay? That's actually great. They're gonna fucking rip his ass apart, but just for that face alone, that is incredible, brilliant, okay? You know, yeah, of course, Joy Ann Reed is laughing at that because it's a funny it's a funny joke. Claire McCaskill, why do you know what OnlyFans is, huh? Huh, Claire? Why do you know what that is? Aren't you like 85 years old? I don't know what she would do in this scenario, but I think that for, for symbolically, Bro, they literally cut away because they didn't want to show Joanne Reed laughing at that. Look. It might be a gain for, for, for OnlyFans. Uh, I, I don't know what she would do in this scenario. but I love that. I fucking love that. Oh, my God. God, I hate Claire McCaskill. Would you look, be honest, bro, if Lauren Boebert started on OnlyFans, 
You bet your fucking ass I would look. Yeah, what do you mean? That's crazy.